0: Hello and welcome to the Leaders' Council podcast, the podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. You join us on a cloudy day in a still rather deserted city of Westminster in these times of COVID-19 as once again we put the topic of leadership under the spotlight. I'm Scott Challoner, and I'm joined on today's programme by Ewan McGregor. Ewan is the owner of Helica Scotland, a company which provides project management, CDM compliance assistance, clerk of work services, and design team coordination services to contractors and developers throughout Scotland. Ewan, welcome to the programme, and it's great to have you on the air with us on this uh, fine day. Thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thank you for asking me.
0: Thank you, Ewan. Um, and um. the purpose of this discussion really is to understand your take on leadership as a whole. So if we just look at that word leader in isolation for a moment, first and foremost, what does that word actually mean to you and how does it resonate?
1: Uh, I think it means um, people who can um, guide us forward to take us to where we need to get to, to provide a, a route to Ensuring that we we prosper and uh, can work safely and uh, move on.
0: And if we think about your leadership style in the context of Helica Scotland, how would you describe that?
1: Uh, Collaborative, I would say.
0: Mm, Collaborative. Um, So, very team-orientated, very people-orientated and, of course, people management very important facet of leadership and very relevant at this particular point in time with COVID-19, of course, and people having to adapt to remote working, some having to continue to work on site. So leadership from a distance, of course, is a massive challenge during this time. Um, Has it been um, a real challenge for you being able to sort of keep the communication channels open uh, during
1: the, uh, the pandemic thus far, Ewan? Communication hasn't been an issue. We've been using a lot of online tools. So, That's not been a problem. Um, Zoom and Microsoft Teams predominantly, so we've been using a lot of that because, um, well, pretty much the construction industry in Scotland is shut down right now, so we haven't been out on site for two and a half months, roughly.
0: Mm, So very much um, a shutdown in that uh, side of things. And in terms of how staff at Helica Scotland have responded to this, have you been inspired at all by their response? And the reason why I ask that is because we've heard a lot of great stories during this pandemic of how the period has brought people closer together and people have been really mucking in and going above and beyond just to keep things ticking over. Um, I imagine that's been the same for yourselves as well.
1: Yeah, to a certain extent. And I mean... While we can't be doing what we would normally be doing, which is attending sites and meeting clients and um, helping keep the projects going, uh, we have been in discussions with our clients regarding um, projects that are upcoming to get them on uh, onto site. So as soon as lockdown's over, we are able to, to get going again as quickly as possible. So, so we've been doing what we can do in the sort of circumstances that are, currently.
0: as well, And of course, um, there's been a great deal of debate over the uh, the clarity of the uh, the new COVID secure guidelines, which will be essential to allow businesses to reopen, particularly within those industries. Um, I know, of course, the situation is different in Scotland, and of course, restrictions are being lifted at um, a different pace, clarity, of course, transparency, two very important facets of leadership. Uh, do you think that you've seen that enough in the government's approach to this?
1: Um, In the Scottish Government, I think there's been more clarity than there has at Westminster. And seeing what's been going on in Westminster in the last few days particularly, and last week with uh, certain people travelling where they shouldn't be, uh, has definitely mixed the messages up. But the message coming out of the Scottish Government has definitely been clearer and uh, fewer mixed messages, although there has been a few bits of confusion regarding when sites will be able to open and when they won't depending on how you interpret certain things that have been said by the First Minister, but on the whole, I think clarity has been far better up here than it has been further south.
0: And um, if we just sort of think about the uh, the pandemic as a whole, just uh, for a moment... um, of course, there's been a great deal of debate about the timing of the, uh, the UK lockdown, hasn't there? Of course, we went into lockdown from the uh, the 23rd of March and that's been compared yeah. quite a lot to the Italians, for example, who triggered theirs um, on the 9th of that month, so far, far earlier. So there was a little bit of a a yeah. fair approach, I think it's fair to say, for a couple of weeks before we did impose stricter measures. Um, if we take that away from sort of politics and away from this pandemic just for a moment, Ewan, would you say that you're more inclined in leadership to be proactive in the sense that you dive straight in and get on top of issues as and when they arise? Or do you tend to let matters play out a bit, see how things develop and then take action from there?
1: Uh, I think it depends on the context. Sometimes, I think, um, work-wise, we tend to sort of dive in and try and take uh, a decision as quickly as possible. Again, around the coronavirus, then sometimes you have to take a little step back and just see how things develop. But it depends on where my level of comfort lies. If it was work-wise, I'd probably be more willing to jump straight in. If it was something that's slightly of my comfort zone, then I would maybe just step back and take a bit more advice elsewhere before keeping, if you like.
0: And when you mentioned, of course, going out of uh, your comfort zone, of course, that's been a very, very obvious thing that's had to happen for everybody uh, during this uh, quite tragic and difficult time. But do you think that the experience of crisis management and getting through this, there will be some positives to take from that in that it's forced the hand of businesses to innovate and it will also breed resilience as well?
1: Absolutely. I think uh, there'll be a lot of changes that will come out of it, much of which will be positive. I mean, uh, I think that the use of technology for holding meetings will be at the forefront for the next period, if not for for the remainder of my working career anyway I mean at the moment we do meetings on site every month, generally speaking, there could be eight, ten of us crammed into our a, a site hut on a house building project for talking sake, looking at program and progress, and you where know, the contractors are up to information etc but given that we've been holding those online now and that we'll be encouraged to socially distance, we'll continue to use that. And plus, I think it saves on additional travel time that it, labels, it frees up time that you would normally be sat in the car, possibly to be doing more productive things. So it's opened doors to, to different ways of working and I think that will continue and it's, that's probably one of the positives that's come out of all this.
0: Mm. can certainly see where you're coming from there, Ewan, and I do agree with that. I think there will be some positives in that side of things to come from this uh, quite harrowing um, experience. Um, We've already talked um, today as well about um, sort of your view of leadership and your sort of leadership style and tendencies um, in a way. Um, But if we sort of backtrack a little bit, what would you say have been some of the key influences and inspirations behind that way of doing things that you've taken on? you mean prior to
1: COVID-19 or... uh... During the, the prior to COVID
0: and in general, yes, I would say. So what sort of um are there any experiences or maybe inspirations I should say that have really had a profound impact on you and your leadership style?
1: Um, a couple of bosses I had in my earlier working life had a, an influence as to how you how you treat people, how you um work with people, how you collaborate and not least of things like the quality of the product that you're putting out there. Um, So yeah, there's been a few people, not so much any particular methodology or anything, it's just how I like to deal with people and how I like to be dealt with myself, and I try to reflect that and how I deal with others.
0: Links back to people management, doesn't it? I think experience of yep. working under other people, um, you can sort of pick up uh, different elements um, of leadership from others. Um, you can also experience um, some quite um, bad elements as well that maybe don't quite suit yourself. And that's also something that is a learning experience and you can take that and think, Absolutely. maybe I'll do that. Maybe yeah, I'll I mean, there's that.
1: a few people, yeah, there's, there's people I've worked with um, who I've had more no choice, but they've had to be up with. But. Uh, you take away like, that's not how I'm going to do it and I'll do exactly the opposite of the way I think it should be done or not use a particularly in some cases bullying type of style. Mm. I think so we can are learned from mm. the positives and the negatives. Mm.
0: I think we are certainly looking to move away from that more draconian style of leadership because yeah. the younger but, generations are very yeah. much the difference inclined, aren't they, I guess, to their predecessors.
1: Yeah, and the construction industry had that um, reputation for a long time. However, it's starting to, to change. You know, we don't get this sort of bullying type um, behaviour so much anymore. You'll see it occasionally, but uh, it's definitely a much more collaborative type industry than it used to be.
0: And if we do think about um, the, uh, the future of um, leadership, uh, you and particularly in uh, Helica Scotland's perspective, um, what do you envision for the business and for yourself over the, uh, the next year as we hopefully move through this current COVID-19 situation, emerge from the pandemic and then really look to the future?
1: I, I feel fairly uh, confident that um, we'll be able to continue to, to grow and prosper at the moment. During the, the lockdown, we've been appointed to a couple of projects that we had um, tendered for prior to prior to lockdown. So these are quite often local authorities, so it looks to be that um, the local authorities in Scottish Government are pushing to, to get Projects underway because I think that will be one way to get the economy going. And then um, we have other projects down in the central down around the of Glasgow area, which are looking to progress as well, which is all very positive. And uh, so, yeah, at the moment, from my perspective, I feel fairly confident, although um, I have a brother who works in the uh, food and drink industry and i am struggling to see how they're going to come back anytime soon. But certainly, personally, I feel fairly confident about it all.
0: Certainly good to hear that there's confidence within your industry there. And I think it would actually be fantastic, Ewing, given how informative it's been having you on the programme today, just to catch up at some point in the next year and just understand what sort of new initiatives Helica's getting involved in and also just see what this new normal is really looking like and what the shape of the market yeah. really is and how it's changed.
1: Yeah, I mean, I've I've got a couple of ideas for how I'd like to, to take things forward and see a couple of opportunities coming out for this. So yeah, it'd be good to, uh, to
0: see how that progresses. Mm, certainly would, and um, it's a shame um, we're just about out of time on today's program because I'm sure we could discuss the uh, the topic all day for sure. But I've got to say, you and it's been a real pleasure having you on the uh, the program today. And also, really insightful experience. And do um, most importantly, take care and stay safe with everything still going on in the meantime because, of course, we're not quite out of the woods yet.
1: Same to you. Thank you for calling me.
0: That was Ewan McGregor, the owner of Helica Scotland speaking. Coming up next on the programme today, I'll be handing over to Matthew O'Neill for his exclusive interview with Lord Blunkett. Lord Blunkett is an active member of the House of Lords, a former Labour MP and Secretary of State, and also the Chairman of the Leaders' Council of Great Britain and Northern Ireland. He rose to prominence as one of the most notable politicians of his generation, serving as the MP for his Sheffield, Brightside and Hillsborough constituency for 28 years, and also holding a number of senior positions and Tony Blair's cabinet, despite being blind from birth. He was elevated to the House of Lords as Baron Blunkett of Brightside and Hillsborough in August of 2015. I hope you enjoy listening just as much as Matthew enjoyed speaking with him. And that's coming up next.
2: Lord Blunkett, welcome.
3: Thank you very much. It's very good to be with you.
2: Um, well, of course, uh, nothing is being said uh, at the moment other than COVID-19.
3: chains and how we would cope. And without, uh, obviously, we've got enough fear and anxiety to last a lifetime without creating even more anxiety. We can think about those things for the future in a more rational way, I think.
2: Now, aside from the physical uh, threat of the virus, one of the things that people are vastly worried about is the effect on uh, the economy, not just national economy, but also the world economy. Um, now, it, it has been said by certain parties, um, and uh, I'd like to garner your uh, thoughts on this. Is there a danger of the effects of the lockdown being even worse than those of the virus?
3: Were it be to prolong, prolonged, I fear that that balance would tip the other way. It is about proportionality. It is about balance. It's the wisdom of solomon really to to get the moment right when you start to move and then to move quickly there's no doubt whatsoever that we are stocking up not just on the economic and employment front which will be devastating enough but on the health and social well-being front enormous challenges and they will need careful handling because there's a lot of people whose lives for a variety of reasons are at risk in the future on a scale that we've been dealing with over the the immediate handling of the pandemic. Concentrating really hard on those affected by COVID-19, those sadly who have died or been seriously incapacitated. That will roll over into the economic, the social, the mental health and cultural well-being of the nation, and that will need all of us to pull together as well.
2: Absolutely. Now, do you believe the government's doing enough for business?
3: I think that the speed of reaction once the scale of the pandemic was clear was very good. I've praised Ricky Sudat for his action. Uh, remember, a chancellor who had only just come into office structural investment requirements that the government were laying out before and in the March budget. And those will have their consequences as well as a planned payback over many years. I think we've learned something over the last few months. We, we needed to take immediate action. We don't want another round of austerity equivalent from 2010 through to 2019. I don't think the nation.
2: This has been the Leaders'
0: Council podcast. Thank you for celebrating excellence in leadership with us. I've been your host, Scott Challoner. Until next time, goodbye. Thank you for listening to our podcast. The views expressed within the podcast do not reflect the views of the Leaders' Council of Great Britain and Northern Ireland, its parent company or subsidiaries, members of staff, or other guests of any other person therein associated.